The guy made $180,000 a year, and yet he's got five houses. Everybody in the family flies first class. He's either the greatest investment genius in the history of planet Earth, or he's corrupt. I'm gonna go with the obvious one. Hey, my friends, we wanted to give you a special update on what is going on because there's absolute mayhem in the United States around both the Trump indictment and the revelations, or not revelations, confirmations, you might say, on the Hunter Biden laptop and the confirmation, therefore, of the Biden crime family, for real. And we're going to get into depth in all of that with both Jack Maxey, who, as you know, has been doing this for two years now, and brought it to the fore, but no one would listen. And now, when all of it's coming true, there's a huge distraction going on with the indictment of Trump at the same time. So we're going to unpack all of this on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Hey, friends, this July, we at LifeSite are celebrating 25 years of service to life, faith, family, and freedom with a gala in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So especially for those of you who couldn't join us in the United States, LifeSite is gathering our whole team and a few very special guests in the pro-life and pro-family movement for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity at our newly announced 25th anniversary Canadian gala. LifeSite's star video reporter Jim Hale will be there with an on-stage special with the 16-year-old Canadian pro-family hero, Josh Alexander. Experience LifeSite's Faith and Reason show live with Father James Altman and Liz Yor. You'll be able to interact with our reporters from all over the world, including U.S. Bureau Chief Doug Mainwaring, Canadian reporter Anthony Murdoch, and Rome correspondent Michael Haynes. You'll also hear keynotes from LifeSite co-founder Steve Jelsevac and myself. So RSVP for the 25th anniversary Canadian Gala now. And don't miss the opportunity to get a live, in-person, studio experience of LifeSite's top news show that broadcasts every Friday at 8 p.m., Faith and Reason. Seating is very limited, so RSVP and get your tickets today for LifeSite's 25th anniversary Canadian Gala in the beautiful Hilton Toronto Markham Hotel this July 18th. To buy tickets for the 25th Anniversary Canadian Gala, visit gala25can.lifesitenews.com. I look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. Liz, you're Jack Maxey. Welcome to the program. Good to be with you on this momentous day. Let's begin, as we always do, at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, what a time for America. Politically, it seems to be unraveling uh, with mayhem everywhere. Let's talk first, if you would, Liz, unpack for us what's going on with the indictment of President Trump. What does that even mean? And what are the specifics? There's been an indictment of President Trump um, on his handling of classified materials, the materials, the documents that he took um, and kept in Mar-a-Lago. Um, this indictment dropped on the same day that members of the Oversight Committee of the House examined a document called the 1023, which is an FBI file, um, that the FBI, first of all, said it did not exist, and then later on said um, it could not be shown. And yesterday, at the same time, the 
document was shown to members of the oversight committee. They have investigated and seen documents, what they call SR, SARs, uh, suspicious reports that are being held at the Department of Treasury. These suspicious reports are um, about monies of high level people in the United States, um, monies overseas, and they're reported to um, the Department of Treasury. So the Oversight Committee is finally getting access to documents that interestingly um, coincide and reflect what Jack Maxey has been telling us for the last three years. Um, the Biden family, crime family, documentation of bribes, corrupt criminal activity overseas with many of America's um, enemies, uh, for example, China, Ukraine, Romania, there's other countries we're told. Um, interestingly, you know, with this both one-two punch that America is now reeling under, the document that is being revealed, and Jack, you know, Jack, this probably doesn't come as a surprise to Jack at all. The do document talks about dozens and dozens of shell companies. Um, where money bribes given to the um, Biden family, uh, up to $10 million from Ukraine, um, shared between Hunter and his father. Um, and with this scheme that is being really perpetrated on the American people. But this is the greatest political corruption scandal in the history of America, um, bar none. And it's a tale of two villains. Um, as Jack has pointed out to us, um, frankly, Jack's been really the only one pointing this out to us. The corrupt king, along with his family dynasty, and the scheming, what I would call the elite uh, courtiers who have protected and lied and covered up for the king's crimes. And this has been going on for decades. And like the Catholic Church abuse scandal, um, at the heart of the treachery, we are left with this nagging question, which is betrayal. Which is worse, the massive cover-up? by the political hierarchy or the vile and treasonous crimes themselves. You know, this theme is as old as mankind, the corrupt and hapless heir, the reckless and troubled Hunter Biden, whose debauchery and his greed really is exposing and ultimately topples his father's legacy. Um, and, you know, the frightening aspect of this entire scandal is that it almost never came to pass that we would know about it. And in the summer, late, actually fall of 2020, Jack Maxey came into possession of the evidence of the corruption on Hunter Biden's laptop. And for three long, frustrating years, he battled uphill every day to defeat the massive blockade of forces determined to suppress the existence and the exposure of criminal activity of the Biden family. And the Praetorian Guard, you know, the FBI, the DEA, the CIA, the media, ATF, NSA, CIA, foreign governments, Department of Justice, even, even the Congress were all collaborators along with the media to cover up this scandal. But embedded in the heart of the American character, beats the lifeblood that one man, one man can make a difference. And we have that man with us today. And that man is 
uh, Jack Maxey, uh, who against unimaginable odds forged ahead to serve his country, knowing, I think, Jack, that you know you knew that your patriotic duty required you to show the American people and the world the dark and corrupt heart of Joe Biden, his family, and the vast network of government media media protectors. So, Jack, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts and impressions about Representative James Cover's oversight committee. His revelations have frankly begun, only begun to confirm what you have been telling the world about the millions of dollars in bribes to Joe Biden by various countries. How do you do? You feel like you're getting some confirmation of your work at this point? I think we're getting confirmation. I have to say, James Comer, I, I have uh, tremendous respect for this man. I, I think he's an absolute hero. He just really got his hands on this. Let's not forget, less than a year ago, because the U.S. Congress didn't get it till gets uh, presented it on the floor in March of 2022. Uh, although I did give a copy to Senator Grassley and the Republicans in the judiciary on July 8th of 2021. So, uh, yes, I'm very, very gratified. You you said a lot of things in, in, in your statement, and I want to try and unpack them. Uh, one of which is the SARs, the Suspicious Activity Reports on the Bidens. Now, you have to remember the same things that we're seeing with J.P. Morgan and we're watching with the question marks concerning uh, Epstein and how is it that he was able to get away with his activities without any oversight from the bank because if there is suspicion, they're supposed to report it and they're supposed to act on it. Now, with Hunter's case, I understand there are over 150 suspicious activity reports. If you were a normal American businessman, and you had just maybe three of these, you would be getting knocks on your door. These are very serious. This is the bank itself defining what they believe is criminal activity. Now you have to remember, Hunter had a private client account at a bank in Fayetteville, Arkansas, the Pruitt Private Advisors, which was run through Wells Fargo. So Wells Fargo should be on the hot seat for all of this stuff. And maybe it is that Wells Fargo was reporting all along. But still, I think our listeners should question, why would Hunter have a private client account in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas? I think we all know why, because Arkansas is a center of money laundering, has been since uh, Bill Clinton was uh, running the place as governor. Uh, Pruitt was a treasury official under the Clinton administration. All of these things are connected. Uh, I think that all of us should pray very hard for Comer. I think he's the only brave guy really there at all. I think that Jordan uh, has, gives a lot of lip service to this stuff, but but let's see, right? He's, he's now uh, con converted his mission to covering government corruption. But at the heart of the Hunter Biden laptop is the corruption of not just the president and his, his uh, debauched family, but the corruption of dozens and dozens and dozens of officials inside our national security apparatus who were aware of all of this behavior 
and did nothing to stop it. Indeed, some of them profited. We know very well that a senior CIA case officer, a guy named Kofor Black, who had served in Riyadh uh, with uh, John Brennan, one of the four main people who signed the letter of 51 uh, intelligence officials declaring Hunter Biden's laptop a uh, Russian disinformation tactic or a Russian fabrication. Kofor Black ends up on the board of directors at Burisma, the very company in Ukraine that they're now claiming was the source of this $5 million bribe, or at least this is what the media is reporting. I know they got significantly more than that out of Burisma over time. But Kofor Black's a senior CIA uh, case officer, and he's sitting on the board with Hunter. He's signing all the corporate documents alongside Hunter. He's going to the meetings with Hunter. And you're telling me that the CIA had no knowledge of what was going on inside Burisma? Forget it. They were profiting, too. This is the little merry-go-round that we watch occur inside of our intelligence agencies. You watch James Comey leave the FBI for a little hiatus. I think it was with one of the defense contractors, and he got them to FBI to purchase a $6 billion facial recognition program from his now civilian employer. And Comey made, what, six to 10 million bucks out of that. This is how the game is played in Washington. But nobody can tell me that the intelligence services didn't know. The FBI indeed got a copy of the laptop from Mac Isaacs in December, uh, December 9th of 2019. This is before the first impeachment of Donald Trump. And the reason Mac Isaacs called the FBI was because he knew the laptop was filled with uh, Burisma and Ukraine stuff. And he saw that the president was getting indicted for comments about uh, that very thing. He contacted the FBI and they did nothing. And it was at the counterintelligence group. The counterintelligence group was at the time run by a guy named Bill Prystep at number one. And number two was a guy named Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok is the one who gets very angry. He's almost become a meme with his face bulging uh, anger at the first impeachment. But he's in there testifying as the FBI expert on the Steele dossier and all this nonsense against the president, debunking any notion that there's any corruption in Ukraine. You saw the same thing with Ambassador Voinovich. You saw the same thing with uh, the English coal miner's daughter. This was a cover-up from day one, and they were willing to destroy a president, a sitting president, to do this. This is shameful. This is uh, uh, this is almost seems to me like I'm reading something out of ancient Rome. This intrigue that we have never seen before in the history of our country, right before our eyes, and now you you see that the president was indicted. Uh, today, uh, or yesterday, I guess, he's the one who informed us. I don't think the Justice Department made a press release on it. We live in very, very uh, interesting and dangerous times. And I think the most dangerous thing is that the very institutions tasked with defending and upholding our constitutional liberties are the ones who are at the heart of the criminal activity surrounding the Bidens, surrounding global money laundering, uh, through online gambling, through energy deals, 
you name it. These people are all involved and they're all aware. And it's not just the American people that are suffering. Remember, these people are partners with corrupted actors in largely developing countries where the people themselves are not living the lifestyle of the American citizen. These are people who are suffering right now. The same people who corrupted Ukraine for the benefit of the Biden family are the same people that are pushing the Ukrainians into a war that they cannot win against a superior enemy and are bleeding the country dry of, of its young men. This is evil really at a level that we've never seen, I think, out of the United States, U.S. security apparatus ever. And we've done some pretty bad things. I mean, from yellow cake, the invasions of Iraq and Afghanistan and the, and the cowardly pullout. But this one beats them all. And we have to hold these people to account or all is lost. And that, that's what's motivated me. And, and what's also motivated me is, is just love of my country and, and to be a, a man of faith so that, that I don't have fear. I, I, I just, I must follow the narrow path. I haven't a choice. Well, you did have a choice, Jack, and you chose to um, fight for your country and fight to bring the truth out. Hopefully someday you will tell the detailed story of how difficult and impossible it was to get the truth out. So, you know, today we we see confirmation, um, more receipts that you have been telling us the receipts were on the laptop. Now we know um, they're seeing more and more uh, receipts. You know, interestingly, Na Congressman Nancy Mace, who looked at the suspicious activity reports at the Department of Treasury, which, you know, is all these banks, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, and to her horror, the largest file, the largest file was marked human trafficking, meaning that the suspicious activity reports involving money flowing to Biden or back out of the Biden family was involving what appears to be human trafficking. Um, you know, I want to ask your opinion as to was this the most startling thing that you found on the laptop? Would this would this be the the matter that would shock the American people? I mean, it's hard to you know say oh one thing is worse than the other, but I think um, was it clear to you when you? examine the laptop and continue to and continue to find information on the deleted emails, the level of uh, human sex trafficking that the family engaged in. Well, you have to remember that Hunter hired trafficked women almost on a nightly basis. And he was very poor at paying his bills on time, whether it be monies that he owed to Uncle Jim or whether it was money that he owed to a Ukrainian or Russian trafficked woman. And Wells Fargo facilitated many of these payments. I mean, there are multiple text messages back and forth between Hunter and a woman in, in Moscow and a woman in Kiev where he's trying to get them paid and it's gonna go through a Russian bank account and he owes the money and yes, he's sorry. And I'm at Wells Fargo Bank right now. I'm trying to settle it, thank you very much. There are a dozen conversations like that where Hunter's communicating with trafficked women. And it's not just trafficked women, it's also uh, uh, crack cocaine and drug dealers. I mean, 
just in the text messages, there are two dozen uh, telephone numbers of drug dealers on the East Coast and the West Coast. In one situation, Hunter is buying 15 grams of crack cocaine at a time that he is selling onward. He brags about doing 30 grams of crack cocaine one weekend in a hotel in in uh, Connecticut. Uh, at one point, the police arrive, but someone waves them off. That's what I found very interesting. It makes me wonder if the feds were following Hunter and protecting him in his debauchery. Wells Fargo would at times do things like, say Hunter wanted to get five grams of cocaine, and, or you know, he's buying a woman and he's buying drugs, and the, the number is, say, $3,500. And Hunter doesn't want to go to a bank machine. He doesn't have the cash with him. But Wells Fargo would facilitate by providing Hunter with a nine-digit number that uh, whoever could take to any ATM machine, punch in that number, and a set amount of cash would come out right into the hands of the human trafficker or the drug trafficker. And so Wells Fargo should be on the hook for this, if you ask me. But again, it seems that some organizations are too large to fail and some families are too large to fail and some individuals are too large to fail but it's time we uh, tighten the blinders on lady justice because we're not seeing it in this country these days these are the fundamental things that we need to deal with as a country i will say that you mentioned that the media are very responsible in this regard the first people I gave it to were Swedish television on Jan January 6th, 7th of 2021. Uh, well, that's not true. I passed out 60 thumb drives to the assembled media of Washington, D.C. the night of the election. And uh, those thumb drives had 8,000 emails on them and about five or 600 uh, PDFs. Many of the PDFs that I'm describing in that original thumb drive are the ones that describe these cash flows between Burisma and uh, the Bidens and also cash flows between uh, the Chinese and the Bidens because Hunter saves the wire transfers as PDFs. So that was the original thing I gave it January 6th of 21 to Sweden because Hunter had a spy inside their embassy. Uh, I gave it March 3rd to the Daily Mail. I flew it out to them. I gave it on uh, June 16th of 2021 to the Washington Post. They've had a whole copy. July 8th, I gave it to the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, you got to remember, this is all prior to an election that we lost, essentially, right? Still to the present day, many people are fearful of coming forward. And I think this is indicative of the uh, this idea that the American people are afraid of their government. They're afraid of the IRS. They're afraid of the FBI. You watch it all the time. The Department of Justice operates as a big bully that just walks down the street and destroys one life after another, even if all they want is the guy living in the cul-de-sac. They'll take out every house on the way if that's what it takes. I think that we have to start recognizing that we as Americans have rights, and with those rights come responsibilities. And uh, I, even in my dotage, am still deeply affected by the oath that I took as a, a young officer uh, to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies.
foreign and domestic. I mean, they put domestic in there for a reason, because usually governments are destroyed from the inside, not the outside. And we are in a situation where our constitutional republic is literally on its knees with a sword over its head. And we need to stop the executioners who wear badges that say FBI and CIA and Department of Justice. These are the bad actors in this because they are not providing impartial justice and they are not providing impartial national security advice for the country. If he changed foreign policy to benefit Burisma, then, you know, this is a betrayal at a fundamental level and shows that none of them are responsible for us. And that's their job. Joe Biden, when he was senator, he had huge jobs. He was chairman of the Judiciary Committee, chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee in Congress. So he's been in politics for 50 years, you know, as a, you know, most of us would would never expect all of a sudden he's going to be corrupt. I mean, this corruption could possibly be going on for the last 50 years. And yet what is absolutely you know, essential in a democracy is that the media and the press is supposed to be the safeguard to ensure that corruption is exposed. And they have been part of the cover up and have dug their heels in, you know, better than anybody else. What is your, why is that? What is your sense of why they won't go after, frankly, the biggest story that has ever come across, you know, their paper? Why won't they take on, you know, this um, feckless, corrupt family who is bringing down the country and um, they, they just will, this, and you handed it to them on a silver platter. Liz, I, I think when I, for example, when I went to the Washington Post, I sat down in their boardroom, I sat in Kay Graham's chair, I got to imagine she's at the head of the table by the exit. And I sat there with Tom Hamburger, and I sat there with uh, Peter Walston, the national editor. And we went through it for hours. I was there for over three hours. I gave them a copy of the laptop, I plugged it into their computer, it operated. I showed them everything. This was in June of 2021. I mean, this is now almost two years ago. And in seven days, it will be two years that I sat in their boardroom and gave them everything. Now, I got to tell you, Tom Hamburger seemed like I was just connecting dots for him because he'd been covering some corruption with people that were very close to the Biden family for a long time, particularly a guy named Jeff Cooper. Jeff Cooper runs a holding company in the Midwest called Eudora Global. Eudora Global was the umbrella through which they tried to run multiple grifts, including energy deals with the Chinese, including an online gambling business called Ocho Rio Gaming, or uh, uh, sometimes it's called Ocho Rio, uh, based in Peru. This is in, in El Corazón del País de Cocaína. This is in the heart of the cocaine country. And they set up an online gambling operation. I mean, if anybody had seen the TV show uh, Ozarks, the Bidens, Jeff Cooper, other people were involved. Uh, they had emails that, that tie in several 
retired ambassadors. Uh, we know that the Reed family, Key Reed's family was deeply involved. You will find that Jeff Cooper is a, deeply tied into Dick Durbin and much of what goes on uh, under, uh, under the surface in democratic politics in the state of Illinois. These people are bad, bad actors, and they've been operating in plain sight for everybody to see. I mean, now remember, Hunter Biden had a broker dealer called Rosemont Seneca. Rosemont Seneca was the vehicle through which many of these grifts were run. Rosemont Seneca, as a broker dealer, is highly regulated by both FINRA and the Securities and Exchange Commission. I found violations in the Securities and Exchange Commission violations in the first 40 minutes of looking at Hunter's laptop because I figured, hey, if liars lie, cheaters cheat, why not just look at the broker dealer? Because that's something I understand as an old Wall Street guy. And uh, backdating of audits, uh, lying about cash flows, just sort of inflating their numbers in a general sense. These are things that normal Americans go to jail for. Now, guess who it was appointed as the director of SEC enforcement as almost one of the first acts of uh, his presidency. Joe Biden appointed a woman who is the wife of Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok's wife is the head of SEC enforcement. So the wife of the number two guy at the agency inside the FBI that covered up the laptop for years is now responsible for deciding whether or not uh, he gets referrals from activities inside his broker dealer to the Department of Justice for prosecution. This is right in your face, people. They're not even trying to hide it. Jack, this is what the American people have to know. And I'm quite frankly baffled that they're, but for you, um, and I, I drew up a list and this certainly wasn't complete, but, and you could add a lot more. All the agencies and institutions that knew about Biden corruption, um, numerous banks, the Department of Treasury, and this has been for years, for nine, 10 years, maybe longer, Department of Justice, FBI, CIA, DEA, Drug, Administ Drug Enforcement Agency, ATF, um, uh, NSA, SEC, as you just said, um, Department of Defense, certainly senators, collaborators in, in, in the Congress, the Delaware AG, the Secret Service, the IRS, the Biden Center at the University of Penn, LAPD, uh, FinCEN, all of Delaware law enforcement, and I'm not even, you know, listing, you know, the hundred, there's probably none of them, none of them did anything but protect the Biden crime family. Hello, friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 of these brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Now, each round is stamped with the image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the high court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, LifeSite's logo surrounded by a brilliant sunburst and draped with olive branches. They, of course, commemorate our 25-year anniversary of LifeSite News. We began in 1997 in September, so September 
September of 2022 was 25 years. These one ounce silver rounds are available from our partners at stjosephspartners.com, where you can fulfill all of your silver and gold needs in this perilous time. May God bless you. One of the things that I think you can take us through that will, I think, mean a great deal for people is the direct connection to Joe, because a lot of this talk comes around Hunter. And uh, I think Hunter's photos plastered all over the place give evidence of his debauchery, both in drugs and in in a trade with women. Um, And then all of these dealings. But Joe has gone on record saying over and over again, I have no knowledge, I trust my son, blah, blah, blah. What's the evidence that you've seen that ties it directly to Joe? I'll defer to Jack on that, but you know, I want to comment on the last yesterday, Joe Biden said it's all malarkey. It's all malarkey, typical Irishman that he is. And number two, he says, where's the money? Which is, you know, a challenge to all of us to find the money. Um, Jack has repeatedly pointed out and educated the American public and anybody who's interested that Joe Biden was Mr. 10%. Joe Biden was the big guy who's referenced in emails. And now it's starting to come out that everybody seemed to have referred to him as the big guy involved in these deals. Jack Maxey has found the pictures of Joe Biden with his son's business partners. When Joe Biden, remember Joe Biden has said how many times I, you know, never discuss my son's business matters, never discuss. I have no idea what my son has done. Now we know because of the laptop that that's not true. But um, Jack, you can take the question. I mean, I'm I'm shocked. All these Americans, all these Americans who saw this deep, deep corruption that was impacting our country's, you know, foreign policy as well as domestic policy. It's just so troubling to me. Nobody spoke out. For example, you had union officials all the way back in 2011 in correspondence with Hunter calling Joe the big guy. This is six years before they even met Tony Bobolinsky. So yes, Joe was always known as the big guy. And just do the math. The guy made $180,000 a year, and yet he's got five houses. Everybody in the family flies first class. They've all got brand new, you know, $100,000 cars. This is, he's either the greatest investment genius in the history of planet Earth, or he's corrupt. I'm going to go with the obvious one. You also have correspondence that Hunter has with his daughter saying at Christmas time in 2018, 19, he actually doesn't respond to her until after Christmas. She needs money to pay her rent. And he responds as a father would saying money doesn't grow on trees, yada, yada. And then he says, I hope you don't have to grow up like I did where I've been paying every bill for this whole entire family for 30 years. And I still have to give up 50% of my take to Pops. That's direct. Then you have Hunter hired a woman named Kathy Chung directly into the president's uh, vice president's office in 2011. The father has nothing to do with it. By 2016, Kathy Chung is the gatekeeper in the vice president's office. Hunter tells Louis Free. In no uncertain terms that Louis Free, head of the FBI. Yes. To get to my dad is through Kathy Chung. Kathy Chung has recently been asked to testify. And guess where Kathy Chung is the uh, secretary now? She's the secretary to Lloyd Austin at the Department of Defense. 
little Kathy Chung certainly went pretty far since Hunter got her first job in the uh, vice president's office. I'd like to know exactly who Kathy Chung is. What is her connection? Because Hunter surrounded himself by Chinese. And another perfect example is this girl, Jackie Bao. Jackie Bao is the one who facilitates the four and a half million dollars that Hunter takes from the joint bank accounts in Hudson West, which was a, uh, a business partnership with Chinese Energy Fuel Corporation. That would be Yi Jiaming. Yi Jiaming was murdered by the communist Chinese. The other guy was Patrick Ho. Patrick Ho was arrested by the FBI for bribery in West Africa, sent back to China and desaparecidoed until two weeks after uh, Joe Biden's inauguration. I mean, it's on and on. And we know that Joe Biden, Jim Biden, was deeply involved with uh, the main contractor for the Chinese Belt and Road projects in West Africa. This guy is an evil human being. And Jim Biden was his attorney of record, just as Hunter Biden was the attorney for Patrick Ho, who Hunter describes as the spy chief of China. What was Hunter's fee, his retainer for that? Million dollars a year. Million dollars a year. I don't think the chairman of Boeing has an attorney that he pays a million dollars a year, or even Boeing pays a million dollars a year. But Hunter got a million. But when Patrick Ho got arrested by the FBI, old Patrick didn't call Hunter. He called another Chinese-American, I think, at Skadden Arps. And uh, that guy contacts Hunter and says, hey, I'm taking care of everything. Just, just lay low. This is a corrupt family. The United States is in danger. And, it, and I'm not just talking about the existential threats of a foreign power. I'm talking about a utter collapse of our way of government because these same corrupted agencies now control all of the electronic data inside this country. They know everything about everyone. We are looking at a, a very dangerous set of circumstances. And I believe the best way for us to go forward, number one, is prayer. Number two is to acknowledge the uh, divinity of the individuals who make up the citizenry of this country and whose rights are enshrined in a bill of rights, which is regularly violated by our government. Regularly, they violate everything in it, yet we do nothing. And we elect the same people year after year after year. And most of them do nothing. And some of them are afraid too. remember. Remember Jim Jordan? It was the FBI who dragged up all that nonsense about, you know, the wrestling coach or the wrestling doctor at, at, at Ohio State. And he had, was forced to come in and explain himself honorably, but not something anybody wants to go through. And it was, it was our own government who was trying to destroy his character. They do this all the time. We watch it on a regular basis. Most people can't withstand the attack. But they've done it to journalists. We know this during the Obama administration. They surveilled several journalists. Mm -hmm. They don't trust us. And we certainly should never trust them. But we've given them too much power. And it, 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 it's time to start tightening up the reins. You know, we got to knee these horses a little bit in the gut to cinch these saddles a little tighter. Because they are not doing as they are meant to do.
and, and it's time for us to uh, take our country back. It's that simple. And we can do it with faith. Faith is the greatest power that there is because it removes fear. And fear is what their power derives from, from the mask mandates to the present day. Liz, one of the things you were telling me about earlier was this this uh, one of the developments of late is that even the informant can't be put under protection because they're too scared for his life. What is the details on that? The FBI is saying that this trusted informant that they've used, I think, for a decade, who they've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars because his information is trustworthy, that he can't be protected and that he he is in fear of his life or they're uh, afraid that he will die. Well, first of all, um, you know, for uh, 70, 80 years, the FBI has been putting mafia dons in the witness protection program safely, hiding them. Um, so, I, you know, I find that hard to believe, but I think the message was more of a threat with respect to this informant, um, that he was not going to get the protection uh, of the FBI. Um, we know that, you know, as I said, many people um, are put in witness protection programs. Um, but that also goes to just what Jack was talking about, instilling fear and telling the truth. And one of the things that I'm really curious is because you're a you're a foreign policy um, a guy. What do you think is the role of the Biden corruption in there, in the Biden family corruption and our involvement in both Ukraine and also with respect to the going soft on China? which, you know, has been recognized that the Biden administration is really backing off um, on uh, getting tough with China. What role do you see as the Biden family in both Ukraine um, as well as um, in China? Let's start with Ukraine. Obviously, Ukraine has been a money laundering operation for the West for almost since its creation after the fall of the wall. We know this because uh, the Clinton Foundation, the largest donors for the Clinton Foundation on a geographic basis was always Ukraine. That can't be because the Ukrainians are the greatest business people on planet Earth. It's because they're corrupt. And I was the journalist who uncovered the uh, bio labs in Ukraine. Those were created by a partnership between the Department of Defense and theoretically under cover of the Department of Agriculture, uh, the Biden family profited directly from the creation of Metabiota, the privatized company that then became the prime contractor in most of those laboratories. In fact, Hunter and his partner, Devin Archer, tried to sell a private placement in Metabiota to the executives at Burisma before they were even hired by Burisma. So they knew where they could go and find uh, the slick money. In correspondence that I found on the erase side, the Burisma executives described Metabiota after the initial pitch meeting in an attempt to sort of clarify, do we have this correct, as a company that is a secret Department of Defense contractor the money's always good. We can never fail. Do we have this right? Uh, it's a secret, top secret project. Yeah, right? Yes, you have that right. Also correspondence from the Metabiota, a chief technology officer, where she says that 
It's important that you guys understand the secondary role for Metabiota in Ukraine is isolation of Russian culture, language, and the removal of Russian influence from Ukrainian life. This is in 2014. Doesn't sound like a, uh, you know, a, a science project to me. So they've got to cover all of that up. And multiple people are tied into that. Remember, it was run through Department of Defense. So I'm going to say likely General Flynn as head of uh, DIA was aware of this. Uh, I'm going to say that other people were aware of this. And remember also, Metabiota becomes a prime contractor inside the Wuhan lab. And it is also the Bidens. You will have read in the paper about a week ago, a man named George Gao or Fu Gao, the head of the Chinese CDC, came out and people were sort of, wow, you know, for him to say this is interesting, that we're still trying to find the origin. We're not ruling anything out, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, George Gao was introduced to Metabiota by Hunter Biden and his family because George Gao's wife, a woman named Xiao Ying, is Hunter's secretary at a company called Radix in Beijing. And I only knew about Metabiota and began investigating Metabiota because two really brave men from U.S. military intelligence came to me and asked me if there was anything on the computer about Metabiota. On the erase side, there's 255 emails that we found very easily. On the visible side, there's only one. They were the ones who also told me about Jim about the the contractor in West Africa who works for the Chinese, who it later turns out Jim Biden gets $450,000 a year to be of counsel. Can you, Jack, take us through, there was one episode that was really neat. I know you've told the story before, but in this context and seeing Joe's involvement so clearly, it revolved around uh, Burisma and Joe's boast of what he did. We're going to play that clip. Um, First, if you can set up the clip for us and then give us a commentary after it, we'll, we'll play it uh, as, as soon as you set it up. Let's remember what that billion dollars was for. That billion dollars was in theory for, for in part, the prosecution of Zolchevsky, the oligarch who runs Burisma, who just, uh, you know, months later had Hunter remove the prosecutor. Son is now on the payroll. So, you know... You got the attorney general is going to prosecute you know, the chairman of Fortune 500 company. VP removes the attorney general. New attorney general comes in. The prosecution gets dropped, and the VP's son gets a you know eighty-two thousand dollar a month job with that same Fortune 500 company. Yeah, this is exactly what he did. I remember going over convincing our team, our others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees, and I went over. Right, I guess the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee, and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, "No," I said, "I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said, call him." <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. 
And they put in place someone who was solid. When we first found that, that was back during the impeachment era, when we first found that video. But I decided, well, why hasn't anybody listened? This was in the first five minutes because Joe's so boastful. And everybody stopped. We found the blockbuster. But if you continue listening to that video, and it's about two hours long, that's also the same place where Joe boasts about having he being the only Western leader who has spent more private time with Chairman Z than any other Western leader. We've had 25 hours of private dinners together, just one-on-one, -on -one, me, him, and a translator. And I can guarantee the American people that wasn't a translator from the State Department if there was only one of them. And yet we know nothing about these meetings. But he also said that on tape. There has been a, a, a directed effort, you know, almost to deny reality on the part of the global press. And I, I think in part it's because it's so difficult. Remember, I just came back from another trip to Europe where I delivered copies of the laptop to the Hungarians, the Austrian press, and I also delivered a, a copy of the uh, deleted and the original to Build. Build is a, a large uh, media company based in Berlin. The paper Build is probably the largest circulation paper in all of Europe. They also own Business Insider and coincidentally Politico. Politico was the uh, news uh, outlet that published the letter from the 51 intelligence professionals. So I, I think it's beholden upon Build, at least uh, Politico, to withdraw that letter now that they, they have a copy of this Russian disinformation that they know is no longer Russian disinformation. But you, you begin to see, this is to me a perfect example. Why won't they? Why won't they do that? I think it's because much of uh, Western media is beholden to, to U.S. intelligence I think they always have. It's a lazy way to, to gather intelligence to put these people on your payroll. And it compromises uh, everything to do with our, our way of life because now they're reluctant to report on their paymasters. You know, I'm curious, personally, when you saw that letter from the signed by the 51 intelligence officials saying that the laptop was uh, probably Russian disinformation, um, how did you feel? Obviously, you knew that wasn't true, but um, knowing the extent they went to discredit the laptop. I was on War Room at that time, and I mentioned it in the morning show because that came out early on the morning of the 19th. I called it at the time, I believe, election interference. I said, this is outrageous. All of these people should have their security clearances pulled. Remember, all of these people continue to make money in the private sector because they have security clearances paid for by the American public. Those should be removed. Their ability to make money on the backs of the people they betrayed should end yesterday. And I, I don't hear people saying, speaking that way. I wish they would. Again, I think it comes down to the fact that many people are afraid of our intelligence services and if you're afraid of your intelligence services, what makes you any different than an East German living behind the wall? Nothing. 
maybe just your standard of living. As we unpack this, you know, in real political terms, what would you like to see the American people do? Because I'm sure they're like, you know, as things are unfolding, many people have followed your story in the Hunter Biden laptop as you disclose what's on it. What are in real terms? Yes, pray, first and foremost. But in real terms, what would you like to see people do with respect to Congress? Um, Congressman, Chairman James Comer's oversight committee, um, what you, the things you just mentioned with respect to the um, intelligence officials who still hold high security clearances. What can the American people do um, to assist in uncovering and unwinding this political corruption? Well, first of all, I would stop cooperating with these organizations. I, I would immediately stop cooperating with them. I, I would uh, have my Congress, I would elect Congress people who would uh, run on platforms that say they're going to eliminate their budgets. I mean, let's think about it. The intelligence budget for the United States is, you know, close to a trillion dollars a year all in when you tie in military intelligence and electronic surveillance and everything. And we don't even know what they're doing with it. And, and what, what benefit are we getting out of it? Because these same people are the ones who, for example, have told us that we, the Ukrainians were going to destroy the Russian army. I, I think I said it on this show right when the Russians invaded that the Ukrainian people are going to lose. This thing needs to be ended as soon as possible. And yet the same intelligence professionals, the same people who, who guarantee our safety, our liberties, and who surveil our every keystroke, these are the people who've been telling you the absolute opposite of that. At some point, you know, they are responsible for murder on a grand scale, particularly if you look at some of the foreign policy expeditions that we've taken in the last uh, 35 years from the United States, from Gulf War One all the way through the running away from Afghanistan. I mean, think about it. We've got the Afghanis are now one of the top 10 best armed armies in the world because we left them with $50 billion in weaponry. How can we continue to follow these people's lead when they've led us into one ambush after another? And, and we pay for it in, in both the blood of our children who go to fight these wars and in the loss of the value of, of the dollar the dad's sweating to earn back at home on the farm. Because all this inflation is a direct result of 35 years of, of rampant spending on what? How many trillions did we spend on Afghanistan? How many on, on Iraq? How many on securing the Gulf of Hormuz? And now all of those Gulf states have basically told us to go pound sand. We're now besties with Russia and China. Where do you see this going now that uh, the um, Oversight Committee has hold of it? They've looked at this material. You have uh, members of the committee coming out saying uh, from the skiff. Uh, that's one of the terms that need defining. What's a skiff, for instance? Because uh, they're all talking about this. What's a skiff? Just to start with that. It's just a secure room in which, you know, no, but none of your uh, communications can be heard. It's electronically secure. It's sound secure. It's, you can't carry any kind of uh, electronic devices in there. 
it's a, it's meant to be a place where you could have secure conversations. It's the best way to describe it is a, a, a technically real version of the cone of silence that you used to see in the old get smart. The oversight committee members are coming out of there, having seen this, this document, this highly controversial, uh, FBI document. And they're, it's like, they're coming out minds blown. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, What's next? Where where do we go from here? I mean, we're seeing them come out, but we're not. The public isn't get allowed to see this yet. Where do, where do we go from here? Well, let's hope that the congressmen uh, run their mouths. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, when have they ever kept a secret? So I hope they don't keep this one secret. Also, I think what is most necessary for everyone is courage. I think that. People have to shed their fears. I think Congress is afraid. I think there's a reason that that many people didn't come forward two years ago. I mean, to describe this as a surprise when they've been sitting with this in their possession for almost two years in the case of the U.S. Senate and certainly in the case of Getz, he had it. He's had it for more than two years himself. You begin to wonder when will you stand up for the American people, right? I mean, we essentially elected these people to be the officers of our militia, right? They're representing us in in Washington. We expect the, the men and women that we send to be in leadership positions to be fearless. I want these people to just be filled with bravery. I. If they got to go to bed at night reading the exploits uh, of their forefathers, then do it. But courage is all that is necessary here for the honorable amongst us, who, as uh, the good uh, Archbishop Vigano tells us, the children of light far outnumber the children of darkness. We must stand up and, and let our light be seen and let our voices be heard, because if we don't, then all is lost. I'm very much reminded uh, of having seen great countries collapse in the last century because uh, of a lack of kind of character on a fundamental level. You saw this certainly in the case of the Germans. You've seen it in some regards in the case of Western Europe today. And we're seeing it in our country for certain. Liz, final thoughts from you. Uh, on this and uh, where we're going. America was given a gift on a silver platter. The evidence of really a corrupt family, corrupt government, media, and the global elites. But for Jack Maxey, the Hunter Biden laptop would have sat on a shelf gathering dust in the FBI headquarters forever, never to have been seen by the American public, never prosecuted, and an ignorant electorate bereft of the truth, while our beautiful country hurtles downward into oblivion. Um, The perilous cost to our country of the corrupt Biden family and his meteoric rise to power um, has really known no bounds. For the last 50 years, the Biden family continues unabated until now. Um, But, you know, Political battles like military battles often come down to one brave patriot who lays down his life 
so that evil can be defeated. And as Jack knows, it's a lonely, um, often terrifying commitment, and it will require all of us now. Now that Jack has carried the banner for at least three years, it will require all of us the same level of commitment as Jack has if we want to save our country. And I don't think that's being dramatic at all. You know, there's uh, there's an old Irish saying that it is better to be a man of character than a man of means. Well, we know Joe Biden is a man of means, yet he's no match for Jack Maxey, a man of character. Um, and finally, you know, as the, you know, I thought of the prophet Isaiah as I really planned for this important um, webinar, seminar that we're having right now. Isaiah said, I have commanded my consecrated ones. I have even called my mighty warriors, my proudly exalting ones to execute my anger. I think it's important for the American public to get in touch with their anger and their courage, as Jack pointed out. And really all of us together, arms linked with our rosary, um, as our shield and as our courage to really reclaim our country um, that was founded by all of the brave immigrants, the Irish, the Swedish, um, all, all of them who came to this country with nothing more than five bucks in their pocket. But because they loved God and their family, they built wonderful lives um, and were men of character. Um, it's time that we reclaim uh, that legacy for all of us, for our children, and for our grandchildren. You know, one thing in this whole saga, I will always remember, it was at a key point where you, Jack, were doing some scary things. And I remember you sent a photo of uh, your rosary wrapped in your hand and about how you were unafraid because uh, you had um, Our Lady's protection. I'll never forget that. That was beautiful. Jack, Liz, it's been such an honor to uh, be with you for this unpacking of what really is a momentous uh, time in U.S. history. Um, Jack, last word over to you. I would say be optimistic, people. We're, we're Americans. We, we've got the greatest country on planet Earth. Look around at your grocery store. You're surrounded by great people. And uh, the kind words that have been said to me today are a little hard for me to swallow, but I do, th I do thank you for them, Liz. And remember, America's worth it. So many people have suffered, bled, and died for it, that for us to roll over, to just let it all flow through our fingers like sand would be such a shame. And uh, so I'm praying for courage. I'm praying for uh, the great American people with their optimism to come to the fore and uh, clean this thing up because we represent ourselves very poorly overseas. I, I'm reminded by what a great friend of America told me in Europe just a month ago. He said, we still love you, but we're learning to hate you. We're no longer operating from a moral high ground and we need to retake that moral high ground because we're moral people, even if we're led by immoral uh, leadership. God bless you both, and thank you, and God bless all of you, and we'll see you next time.
Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.